0: Bonjour, and of course, you know where you're at. Welcome back to Minus You. We are on week 15, and this week is actually the last week of the after chapter. Today's episode is in my personal top three, if not maybe even my favorite episode of Minus You. And it may be tied with unhealthy situations equals unhealthy behavior, but I don't know. This one's just so good. This week's episode is titled, The Person I Love is Dead. It is one of the largest concepts that I have had to come to terms with in the aftermath of Nicholas and I. It has been a great tool that has allowed my brain to understand what my heart could not, and sometimes still doesn't like believing. I hope this episode helps some of you who may be struggling with an ending. When Nicholas and I ended, it was the biggest loss that I had ever experienced in my life. I've said it before, and I guess I'll say it again. Not only did I lose thousands of dollars, but I lost my projected future love, my family, lifestyle, my best friend. All of it within an instant. Of course, it was devastating and if sometimes still really sad and hard for me to think about. Now, Nicholas and I were and still are thousands of miles apart and we don't speak. So we don't really have the option to see each other, even if we wanted to, which obviously he doesn't. But at the point, the point of this episode isn't about actual physical death. It's about the death of a soul. A death that is arguably matched by the grief of an actual physical death. Now, here's an extreme example of what I'm talking about. In The Hunger Games, Katniss and Peeta are in love. And Peeta gets captured by the Capitol and gets all brainwashed. So Peeta eventually later gets saved. And he's okay with everyone around him except Katniss. He hates her. He wants to kill her. He's like ballistic and like murderous around her. Peeta is still physically alive. But the Peeta that loves Katniss is gone katniss has to Well, she temporarily lives with this and see this and be without him even though he's still alive and he's still out there but he cannot bear the idea of being near her without just like killing her now let me be clear nicholas has never had an intention of killing me at least not to my knowledge (laughs) like guys we never physically harmed one another we never would want to. Not now, not ever, not before. The same goes for me. That is not him. That's not me. That is not us. But the point is, is Nicholas is still physically alive. He wakes up every morning without me. He goes to work. He goes grocery shopping, pets the cats, cleans the dishes, goes to basketball games, lives his life, and chooses to live it without me. I still wake up every morning. I go to work, plan my future, go to school, pet my cat, listen to music, go to concerts, travel. All without him. But I didn't choose to not be with him. It's a villainous thing. It's just, it's a nasty feeling and I just would not wish this on anyone. I have to live knowing that the shell of the man that I loved so deeply, that I gave everything to, my future and my safety to, he's still out there. But he does not choose me because that shell does not contain the man I love. That man is dead. I wrote a note in the garage in my moving boxes about a week before I wrote this episode, which was the first week of June. Um, excuse me, I didn't write a note. I found a note. The note was from Nicholas about two years ago in this note. He's telling me how much he loves me, past tense, loved me, how he never wants to be without me, and that he calls me his future wife, his soulmate, and, you know, he goes on and on. What was really beautiful, those words, but it doesn't exist anymore at all. That Nicholas would have never given up on me. It actually said that in the letter, that he would never, ever stop fighting for me or give up on me. Well, here we are, months later after being blocked on everything in existence and not a word between us for months on end and quite possibly maybe even forever. How do I live with this reality? He is out there and he suddenly does not care or love me and has completely abandoned me. Well, the person you love didn't abandon you someone else did because the person you love that person probably wouldn't have done that to you especially with something as drastic as my situation going from being someone's soulmate and being each other's forever to just nothingness not a word of contact and just a complete sense of being blindsided my best friend told me this she said nicholas 1.0 will always love you. Nicholas 1.0 would have always chosen you, upheld your value, loved you, kept you safe, provide for you. But Nicholas now, so Nicholas 2.0, is not your Nicholas. Nicholas 2.0 is materialistic, shallow, career and money hungry, and has transformed his, trior- his priorities very suddenly. Rendering me useless. Something Nicholas told me almost every day is that he loved me. He liked me and that he would always protect me. He would kiss me and say, I love you. I like you and I'll always protect you. One of the biggest lies I have ever heard. (laughs) In fact, it makes the top three on the list that I created actually of lies that he told me, but Nicholas 1.0 said these things. The funny thing is, forever is really fucking short. Our forever ended when Nicholas 1.0 left this world, leaving me with some imposter who looks like and sounds just like Nicholas Nicholas 1.0, who sounds just like him, but is by no means the real man that I love. Reality changes, people do too. And as I woke up one morning to find that the man I love is dead, Nicholas 1.0 is dead. And Nicholas 2.0 killed him for his personal ease and success and physical gratification. This mindset helps me remember when I miss him or I want him around me, that that person isn't real anymore. He exists in the grave of our forever. And I have the current Nicholas, Nicholas 2.0, to thank for that. If the person we love is dead, what do we do? We have to join the living. Mourn at the grave. Mourn the loss. Mourn the dead. But you are alive. I am alive. I am still breathing and surviving. Mind, body, and soul. We have to join the living or we will die as a spectator to the nothingness alongside our non-existent loved one. Know this as well. That this person who died is never coming back. Even if your ex comes back to you one day, that person will be someone completely new as well. So as we're building off of this like model number concept, Nicholas 1.0 is dead. Nicholas 2.0 is the one that's out there right now. If someone is dead, they can't come back. Sorry, there's only one Jesus. And I don't want Nicholas 2.0, that shallow motherfucker. (laughs) I want Nicholas 3.0, the man who chooses to change and becomes a well-rounded person. I'm sure Nicholas maybe misses the Madeline 1.0, and he didn't love the Madeline 2.0, the stressed-out one, the one that, you know, went on member seeking. I'm sure if Nicholas ever wanted me in his life ever again, he would want a Madeline 3.0. Will Nicholas 3.0 ever exist? God, I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. But I am not going to sit around and wait for that to happen. And I hope the same goes for you. And your lost loved one. If they ever come back, their physical body and attributes is the only thing that's coming back. If they come back, they will be different. Different is good. Different is what you want, depending on the different, of course. If something or someone is meant for you, I can fully believe, I fully believe that it will be yours. What length of time will it take for that to be yours again? I don't know. I can't even tell you if it will be yours again. I can make guesses, but you know, why do we do that? We have all seen how quickly life changes, so guessing is pointless and, more importantly, a waste of your time and your energy. If they come back, the shell of the person will be the same, but the soul, the soul will be new which is such a beautiful thing because it's actually going to give you both the chance to fall in love with each other again as the new people that you are. Because remember, if that day comes, not just they will be different, you will be different as well. I am very different from who I used to be and I love that. I am no longer weak, dependent, scared, or begging for respect and value. In fact, as I was writing this episode, I was on a plane. I just did my first solo trip on a plane across the country, and I wrote this episode on that trip. I could not travel alone for two years. Look at me now. This is just one thing that has changed. Change is uncomfortable, but it's good. Not just for your potential reuniting or for this new relationship that you'll get in the future with a different person, but for yourself. For couples, my advice is kind of the same. You must acknowledge that people change, but that does, does that change eliminate your value to this person? If it does, you may want to reevaluate and have some really tough conversations. The bottom line is, is that you will become so many versions of yourself throughout life. And that's everywhere. My hope for you is that in your change in life and in your relationship, it does not disvalue that person who loves you. Personally, I have been asking God in the last few months to only give me things that are meant for me. I have no interest or motivation to receive things that are a waste of time and that do not propel me personally further. I recommend asking for this as well. It has been a relief to me as I see my life shift and opportunities kind of come in and out of my life. As I have seen myself not get what I think I want to receive a better fit within a time later. This also applies to your partner. I do not want Nicholas 2.0 around me. I ask God to not give Nicholas to me unless he is the one for me and he has become a better version of himself. I have no interest re-entering a cycle with someone who puts me last. I want the same for you too. I know how hard it is to want someone who isn't there anymore. Like I said, it's a really villainous emotion that just eats you alive some days. But I want you to join the living. Take your time to be sad. Revisit the sadness, too. Visit the grave of your short forever, as I have had to do. But don't dig your own grave and bury yourself beside the past. Stand up. Walk to your future, even if the steps are small. If that shell... If that person is meant for you, there will one day be a new soul and be a day that you are supposed to be with that person. But right now, the Nicholas I love is dead and I have to choose and sometimes get really excited about daily choosing the living because it propels me forward into a future that is written just for me. I will see you next week for the first episode of the final chapter, crazy to say, of Minus You, which is the future chapter. The future chapter will look at how my lessons, experience, growth have affected my new perspective on relationships and love. Next week's episode is titled 50-50 or 100-100 where I will discuss how I feel about the balance of effort in a relationship as I learn about it through new relationships and new experiences in my life. Until next week, adios.